This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup, a simple way to backup all your movies, photos, music, videos, and all the data on your Mac or PC for just $5 a month. It's simple, and you can access all your data online from wherever you are. Start your 15-day trial absolutely free by going to backblaze.com cpc. When blurry photos began, my goal was to find out more about unexplained phenomena, conspiracies, and the reports of high strangeness in the world. I'd listened to several podcasts that discussed these things, and yes, I even watched Ancient Aliens. But through it all, I wondered, could any of this be real? My aim with the show has been, and remains, to learn about oddities and encounters, see if there are any explanations, and get a different perspective than just being an observer, if possible. I've said before, I've never had an encounter personally, but I'd welcome having something unexplained or something truly strange happen to me. I'm curious how it would be straddling the worlds of skeptic and believer with experience in both. That's why I also strive to not dismiss anyone else's experiences without at least hearing them out. To me, I consider the fact that I haven't walked in their shoes. How can I say what they have and haven't experienced? Unless they're just blatantly ignoring facts or making up their own. <coughs> Flat Earth. <coughs> Thankfully, my guest on this episode doesn't fall into that group. But she has experienced a good amount of strangeness in her life. And luckily for me, she's also a fellow podcaster with her own show that discusses these topics and was gracious enough to sit down and talk to me about all kinds of fun stuff from the world of the weird. I'm talking to Shannon Legro of Into the Fray Radio on this episode of Blurry Photos. Hello everyone, I am your host, David Flora. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I got a good one for you. A first-time guest to the show, and I'm excited to talk to her, so let's jump on in. She's the host of Into the Fray Radio, a show that explores topics of Fortiana and high strangeness through discussions and interviews. With several years under her belt researching and examining paranormal subjects, she brings an inquisitive and open mind to the topics she explores, and her excellent interviews on Into the Fray showcase not only some of the best authorities in the field of Fortiana, but one of the best hosts you'll find on a show right now. It's my pleasure to have joining me today, Shannon Legro. Shannon, welcome to Blurry Photos. Thank you so much, David. Wow, that was a heck of an intro. I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you're here. Glad you could talk to us. And like I said off mic before, uh, it's been one that I've been wanting to get to for a while, so uh, I'm glad we could make time for it. Shannon is going to talk to us uh, in a bit about shadow people and other encounters, some of which she has personal experiences with, so I'm looking forward to that. But before we get to that discussion, I wonder if you wouldn't mind telling the listeners a little bit about Into the Fray and how you got started with the show. Sure, yeah, of course. Uh, so Into the Fray, I wanted it to be multi-topic. It was always going to be uh, that when I was doing the brainstorming for her, but uh, of course, I got my start on the show Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes Germer and back when it was uh, me and Will and Wes. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's a, a Sasquatch only show, as you could probably guess from the name if sure. you didn't uh, ever listen to that that show. Um, and then when I left there, 
it took me a while to really decide what I was going to do, but by the time uh, I, I thought about the name, which it started with all you get, you should see the notes for what I was coming up with for names. It was <laughs> some pretty kind of wonky stuff, and I'm glad that I settled on uh, into the fray. But um, I always want to do multi-topic because even though I was on a Sasquatch show. I've never seen a Sasquatl. Um, I've seen something <laughs> uh, very much the opposite of that. Uh, it was in the woods, but it was not Sasquatch. So that was uh, something that I was very excited to do. And then, of course, uh, on the onset, I, I did intros uh, segments with my buddies, uh, Sam Sheeran and Ryan Sprague. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of flying a little bit more solo. As you know, scheduling and, and things like that can get a little hairy. So I think... Um, Kind of going this new route with it just being me is probably the way that I'm going to keep moving forward with it and then have them come on for special guest spots. Sure. Hey, if if anybody can uh, uh, attest to that, it's uh, it's this guy right here. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a lot of juggling. I'm not a I'm not always the best juggler, but, you know, and then Sam, I mean, he would really love to get us going because then he would go to England all the time. And then I'm going, wait. Let's do the math. That's eight hours here. Yeah, so it it was it was uh, getting a little crazy there for a while. Sure, yeah, but and and you keep a a really nice regular schedule, and I I'm over here like churning out the episodes like <laughs> once a month anymore. It's it's awful. I gotta I gotta like bolt things down and get on the train. I don't know, like. <laughs> no, you're fine. Believe me. And I've had people come to me and go, hey, I'd love to start a podcast. And one of the first things I say is, is you might want to start bi-weekly and then go weekly if, yeah. you know, if that's kind of your bag. And I, I'm just being honest because looking back, I'm like, that's maybe the way I should have started. Uh, because once you start weekly, you know, you're, you're going to get those emails if that episode doesn't come out <laughs> Thursday at seven. And I have, and I'm not that I've, I actually don't think I've ever missed one, but, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely had clincher moments where I'm like, am I going to make this? I, I've only done it twice where I've recorded, edited, and then as you know, half of the battle is not just the editing. Even by the time you export something, you still have hours and hours and hours. Oh my of work. gosh! Uh, oh. So, you know how that goes. Oh, of Only course. a couple times I've gone. What the hell, Shannon? <laughs> Let's wait till late <laughs> to last minute. It's like exporting at four, and you're going, "Oh my god!" I only have a few hours. Ugh. That's and that's my problem too. Like I'm a horrible procrastinator, and so. Not only, you know, if is it a lot of work, it's a lot of work that I'll, you know, end up pushing off to the last minute or I'm sitting around like trying to write a script for it and just nothing's coming to me. And then finally right. something comes to me at like 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night and I'm like, <laughs> all right, you know, let's let's work for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get up. Time to go. The muse Time is calling. Time to make the freaking donuts. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like whenever it strikes, you just got to go for it. You right? have to. Yeah. And you've spoken to so many cool people in the field, including Nick Redfern, Lyle Blackburn, Micah Hanks, and you, you've taken on a ton of variety in, in topics like Fay Folk and Dogman, the Bridgewater Triangle, and a, lo- a lot more. And so I'll ask you the classic question, do you have a favorite topic so far? Mm. That's uh, probably second to, do you have a favorite episode? And I'm always like, no, I cannot pick my favorite child. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's just so wrong. Uh <laughs> I, even though for me, and I'm sure we'll, we're going to get into this, but I've seen the shadow folk uh, only the one time. Mm-hmm. I still think that Sasquatch has my heart just because 
I, I'm obsessed with hoping to see one. And then, as you said, all of the people that I've spoken to, not only the researchers and authors, but some of my favorite episodes have been the person that's only maybe told their wife the story. Oh, yeah. And then they decide to come on and tell me. And I'm so flattered by that. And you can hear the emotion in their voice. And it's a horrible experience and completely traumatizing to where, you know, they used to go out and hunt and now they can't even take the damn garbage, you know, to the, to the street because they're looking over their shoulder. That's when I feel a little guilty for going, you know, and whining about, I want to see a Sasquatch <laughs> and meh, meh. you know, I was in Ohio and meh, meh. I, I do go back and forth with the, the guilt aspect of it, but right. I absolutely am obsessed with the Bigfoot topic, 100%. And I would love to see one. That's why the whole time, the the, the years I've done the show, sometimes uh, we've gotten, I have gotten a little uh, preachy or maybe, I don't know, condescending might be too harsh of a term. But I, I don't want to get fully skeptical and be like, well, you're an idiot because you saw a big hairy ape man thing that's supposed right. to exist. Like... Because you see the people that have these, like you said, emotional responses, and if it's not real, it's at least real to them. Right. And so, yeah, you can't, you know, you you can't say definitively one way or another, like, you're wrong, you're right, it, you know, whatever. You got to you gotta keep an open mind with this, and I think you do that uh, very, very well on your show as well, so... Yeah, and that's that's fun that that it's uh, the old classic Sasquatch that you like in there. Well, and and I don't know what, how your mind is working towards this whole dogman thing. And I, I don't know if you've heard me whine about how I don't like that <laughs> word. It just makes me want to giggle every time I, I think about it. I mean, I know you can't really call it a werewolf because that means it's a person that turns into the hour right. and then it There's goes back to the There's all these rules person. to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's just so many rules. But I mean, what are, what do you think about all this dogman stuff well, coming out? It's it, it's growing. That's, that's a... One of the things that I think is is kind of funny about it, uh, funny in a ironic way. I don't know. I don't know how it's irony. I don't know. It's not funny like hee hee hee, but funny right. as in like weird. But yeah, like the dog man thing is is kind of exploding. And every time that every time somebody says they see one, it, it's always you know one of these dark back roads uh, in the country kind of thing you know the wisconsin kind of woods and you wonder like are you really as a witness <laughs> are you really seeing something that's canine or right. could it be you know some kind of bear or whatever and that's that's one path to take with it but like on the other hand people get so worked up when you see pictures of you know oh this is a giant wolf it must be kind of you know a dog dog man hybrid it's a dog dog something dog dog and it's like well we did tests on it it's it's a wolf it's just a yeah. wolf it's so a big ass wolf yeah and because there was something that came out just recently it was a picture of a big dog or you know something that that they were like oh this this couldn't be a wolf no this is you know, look at it. It's got like a stubby nose and right. the paws are too big or something. And then they're like, they, they tested it or, you know, took, I don't know if they did blood or, or hair or whatever, but they were like, um, it's just a wolf. Yeah. And it's literally just a wolf. And I don't even think that was a hybrid of any sort, right? No. It was just a, a just, big wolf. Just a wolf. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these things could be probably attributed to like 
malnourished uh, animals or, you know, maybe they're old or, or have the mange or something. A, a lot of that plays into it. But you're right. Like the, the dog man is kind of he's creeping up on like the Mothman <laughs> in terms of popularity. I think. Yeah, it, it is getting big. And I, I, they're always just so pissed off and they don't give a crap. It seems if you see them and one of my recent guests and he actually was initially on with Derek and monsters among us, he mm-hmm. called in and that was played on like season three or five. I forget now might've been three. Anyhow, you know, he's saying I, it's not a misidentification. I saw this thing in my high beams and it was the size of a cow. It took up an entire lane and I saw it just fine. And, you know, and you're kind of going, what does this guy, guy gain from saying these things? True. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you're, it gets confusing because you're kind of like, well, maybe it's a big dog. And it's a, but, you know, he gets into the details and you're going, well, God, that, that's no dog I know. Of. Right. Yeah. And, and then you have to wonder, well, you know, what else is around the area that the guy's from or like, you know, what you start trying to, to think of the, uh, <laughs> the explanations, right. um, when, you know, in reality, like I said before, you can't really discount them because you weren't there. And, you know, that's, that's a whole nother ball game. But a, a lot of these things will be people identifying things that they get the size wrong on. I've seen that a lot. You know, they even talked about that. I think on the old monster quest shows, you know, how bad people are at gauging size from a distance. Right. And, and so if it is like a wolf or, or maybe even some kind of bear, even a an emaciated bear, something like that, you know, it's, it's probably going to be bigger than you expect because you don't see them every day for one thing. But, um, it it's always it always comes down to was it standing on its hind legs because that's I think that's where the dog man aspect comes into it and then these guys that are like oh yeah I, it was completely silent and then the dog man was on all fours but then he ended up bipedal and the joints were popping as he went and you're that's like it's been a detail I've heard twice on my own show and I'm going. Oh, it's so creepy. That's so bad. <laughs> uh, Take your Geritol, guys. Come on. We don't need the pop in the Kraken. But there's, these are certain little details. You're going, God, why? I mean, that's, that's a really true. cool thing if he made that up. He's just yeah. popping and cracking at the joints. And all right, well, yeah. <laughs> and on the the breath is blowing in the in the breeze. And, you know, the this paw is longer than the back paw. And there was so much detail in some of these. I'm kind of going. True. Holy crap. I mean, yeah, like if if it is made up, it's a pretty creative thing to make up with that. Yeah. It's damn creative. I I don't know. I know people have asked for a dogman episode uh from me and I think I'm going to try to put one together. You have to break down and do it, man. I do. I do. <laughs> and then you have to say, you know, every time you say dogman you're going <laughs> to <laughs> Like well, like when I do it, I'm just like, oh. Dogman. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh goodness me yeah I, I'm, I'm getting better at that but oh i just like i'm not a fan of that word i don't like it yeah yeah i don't even know what like a, a canid i guess would be a different a different word for it that might still be in the the right realm huh like cana cana pedal i mean something we got to come up with another word basically because yeah. anybody says dog man i just oh. kind of Homo canis, just to, okay, yeah. We'll go Latin Some, with it. <laughs> Homo by canis, by yeah. 
Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, wordplay. Let's go. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting though because that it's been around for a long time, and not just not just the werewolf thing, but you know when. Uh, we covered the Beast of Jevudan for you know a, a while back. Um, he won our miscrypted contest one year, but that was—I I forget what century, but it's been a couple hundred years. You know, it was in France, and it's basically the the same thing. You know, it's just a, a big dog. Maybe it it went up on two feet, but usually it was just attacking people and and a, a, a menace. So. It, it's not like it's it's a brand new idea for one thing, but I think you're right. It is definitely gaining uh, popularity. And I met uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley at the Mothman Festival last year, and she gave me a book on Dogman that she put together. And it's, you know, stories from uh, Fate Magazine. Yeah. And I've been meaning to uh, to get in touch with her and see if she'd do an uh, interview with me about that. But that might be, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, I think she and Linda Godfrey would be wonderful options for that. Yeah. For the Woofy episode. Woofy. The, w- the Woofies. Hee <laughs> Woofies. So since you began looking into the paranormal, since you began the show in particular, has your perception or outlook changed or evolved much? Uh, well, that's a good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. No, I w- well, I would say no for the most part. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at some of this stuff for so long that I... I can't even remember not being this weirdo that I am now. I think that um, there's a subject that came up to me and I, I had a woman on uh, a few times on the main show. And then uh, a couple of times I recorded her for my insiders and it was about the Fae mm-hmm. and I'm not as well versed in the Fae folk or fairies mm-hmm. as other subjects. So when I started to speak to her and these are stories that she hadn't shared with anybody and she's telling everybody what she sees and certain times of the year are worse. And in fact, we were on a call like you and I are now, David, and we were talking about her experiences and her dog needed to go outside. And this is her house. She lives in the woods. And she said, oh, can you hold on just a second? I I don't want to talk about them when I have my door open. And she literally, we stopped talking and she let her dog out. And then when the dog did its business and came back in, we resumed speaking. I mean, you know, this is very real to her. And she sees, she sees these things hanging out in her trees. And some of them are beautiful and others are absolutely horrifying, at least in my opinion. And I'm, I know that she's... Uh, hinted to me the same thing that she doesn't always like seeing these things and they range in size and shape and Mm. gender and yeah so the fey folk I think is something that to me was a new subject that I really piqued my interest since I got into the show other than that I've pretty much covered what everybody else uh, does not that people don't do the fey they do as well but for me I think that was the biggest learning experience through doing the show and of course talking to all the amazing people and uh, just being flattered that anyone wants to come on and talk to me. So I'm just a big nerd with a microphone over here. So I'm just having a, a blast, which I'm sure all of us uh, do. And it's certainly a labor of love, right? Oh, I w- wouldn't do it if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. The second it stops being fun, you're like, I'm going to hang this Yeti right up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. More ways than one. Yeah. That's interesting. Where was this uh, Where was this woman from? Um, I don't even know if I divulged her 
her state. I can't remember now, uh, so I don't want to speak out of turn if I, I can't always remember certain little tiny things. She's, she's basically a uh, East coaster. I see. So okay. plenty of woods and yeah, you know, rivers. And she saw one in, in a damn river one time watching some kids and the kids could see it, or at least one of the kids could see it. And he was dragging his little sister down to the river. This thing had like sharp teeth, the whole nine. I mean, just horrifying stories. Right. Wow. And, the dad is kind of following them, but she could tell he couldn't see the thing in the river. And she's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to be that person and holler about the thing that he doesn't see in the river to save the kids. And thankfully, they turned. But she <laughs> just speaks very matter of fact about this stuff. I yeah. mean, I don't know what to make of it. I'm, I'm sure that plenty of people don't know what to make of when I tell my experience in sure. in the woods. You know, it's, it's the same thing. But um. Yeah, lots of interesting stories out there. And so from from the time you you started, you know, till now, have you felt the need to believe more in it or have you become more a little more skeptical and stuff? Uh I think that especially when somebody comes to me that I mean I've had people kind of break down a little if they're talking to me or you know, they're doing, the, and I used to do it when I first started to tell my shadow person experiences, you, you kind of pause and you're taking the deep breath and you're, you know, you got to pause and swallow and you got to collect yourself. And mm -hmm. I think that for me, especially lately, I've been getting, a, I don't know why, but I've been getting a lot more emails from people saying, you know, I've been thinking about this and I think it's time to come out and tell my story. Mm -hmm. So for me, I find myself having an easier time believing that there is something like a dog man snicker snicker out there because I've just talked to so many people. I'm not a professional anything by any means, uh, but I think that I kind of get the gist of where maybe an interrogator can take those little clues and plug it in here and there and go, gosh, you know, this is kind of believable. I mean, what they're telling me, even though it's a fantastic story and I would crap myself if it happened to me, I really kind of believe this person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that emotion is, it's not something you can fake easily, you know? Right. And not that that's impossible. I mean, sure. there's actors being paid millions of dollars because they can cry on cue. Right. Right. But, um, I just, I don't know. Some of these I'm going, this person isn't going to gain anything. I mean, are they that they're going to get off that much by coming on my little podcast? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> right. but I doubt it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, uh, it, it's, it's hard to know what that's like, you know, without being someone who, <laughs> right. Who can right. do that yourself. So I, I mean, motives are different for everybody. Sure. Right. And there are those people out there, but yeah, I, I, that's a good question too. I, I do feel like the further along I go, uh, some of the stories I'm kind of going, okay, you know, that's, that's different. Mm -hmm. Wow. I've never heard that before. And but just because I've never heard of it before doesn't mean that it didn't happen to the person. So I just have to try to, I try to be as understanding as I can and, and put myself in that position. And I try to also, um, I don't want to hear their story prior to me recording with the person. Right. And uh, I do that on purpose because I, I like to be like, oh my God, like what? And I'll say that out loud and I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm just processing this. And then I, I think my questions are, a little bit more heartfelt and, and better sure. from that place instead of doing the whole pre-screen thing. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that some people are like screaming like, Oh my God, like I podcast and I would never do that. And I totally get that. 
Um, but that's kind of the way I like to, to roll with mine is I like to be surprised while I'm hearing it for the first time. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's genuine and it makes for better, you know, it makes for better audio. Right. That's pretty much what I did with you. Although I've heard your story before, you know, on, <laughs> on, on the shows I've listened to. And, um, I think, I think you told it on, on, um, Derek's show too. Mm-hmm. I know I've heard your story before, but I made it a point to, you know, not go and look that up or, or go back to look that stuff up. Cause I want to re-experience it if that makes sense. But, right. Uh, no, totally. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm with you. I would rather have the real genuine reaction than to uh, spoil it by, <laughs> by knowing what's coming, if that makes sense. So, and from what I gather, listening to your show, you're, you're a pretty hands-on researcher. If you can go somewhere and check something out, you go and see what's up for yourself. Yeah. I, I try to as much as I can. Uh, and I have my, I have my little stupid case with all the ghost hunting stuff in it. And I haven't oh, really nice. gone out on a lot of ghost quote unquote hunts. That's a terrible term, but <laughs> I haven't really done much of that lately, but I've gone to some really awesome locations. I've gone to Fox Hollow Farm uh, where her Baumeister uh, killed 11 men while the wife and the kids were out of town, drowned them in the pool and buried them in the backyard. Real fun stuff. Oof. Uh, supposedly very haunted location. And we were talking prior to hopping on that not much happened to good old Shannon while she was there at Fox Hollow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a repellent. I mean, people take bear repellent in the woods. If you want nothing to happen, just take Shannon with you. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, and I've gone to uh, the Brown property in Washington State while I was still with Sasquatch Chronicles for the purpose of Sasquatl. And actually there was a couple of really cool things that happened while I was out there, but it's nothing that I, I, well, we did see one odd thing, but I still don't know what that thing was. So I don't Mm -hmm. try and uh, put labels on it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had a chance to go to some really cool spots uh, in the midst of doing all this. And I hope to do a lot more. It, it does cost money. You know, I'm not jet set. I have a normal, I have two normal jobs and (laughs) then I do this. So uh, I think people hear us, uh, all of us, on the uh, quote-unquote radio, the podcast, and assume that we just sit around and do this all day, and that's just not the case. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. That's true. I, I try to do it all day, but then I've got to, for my sanity, like try to have some kind of social life, too. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, let me get my sunglasses. It's so bright in here. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, David, it's midnight. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> It's a street light. Oh, really? No, it's so it's so peopley outside. I mean, yeah. why do you want to go outside? Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I think the funny thing is that a lot of us, I don't know about you, but I'm quite the introvert in a lot oh, of ways. Totally. So I don't know how I ended up with a podcast. I really freaking don't. Uh, I I have gotten more introverted over the years, and and <laughs> yeah. this is coming from uh, a, a kid with a theater degree, where I was like, I'm going to be on stage and blah blah blah. But then I'm like, but I don't. I don't really like being around people. <laughs> right. It's so peoply. It's so peoply. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I very much appreciate that, that you're, you know, you're willing to go out there and try it. And with the time dilation, I'm just about to release my first part of my Limp Mansion episode. This one's going to come out a little ways uh, after that, but uh, I've worked on it for a long time and, and I went and visited Limp Mansion and uh, stayed there, and I don't know if you're if you're familiar with it, but it's um it's it's a supposedly haunted mansion in St. Louis uh, that was owned by this beer brewing 
barony. <laughs> oh, wait, say that three times. Real fast. <laughs> I think I just did. Um, <laughs> and there was, uh, it's a site of, you know, a bunch of suicides and the, the family business just kind of fell apart. And, you know, a lot of people have been like, well, there's a curse on it, blah, blah, blah. And, and so over the years, people have said, you know, all kinds of stuff uh, happens there and, you're going to get EVPs. You're going to see shadow people. You're going to, you know, see faces in the window and this and that. And so I went there and I spent the night and I was the only one in the house because the, the staff locks up and leaves, you know, each night. Nice. And nobody else was there. And I was the only one there. And I went out in, in Missouri, it's West St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and, but it's, but it's kind of really hilly up there. I went out looking for, you know, um, these haunted spots around St. Louis. And then I came back at like 11 at night, you know, coming back into this mansion. So it's, it's definitely creepy, but I think it's because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, when are the ghosts coming out? All right. What, right. you know, what's going on? And then nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. That was my exact experience at Fox Hall. Like the first night was super creepy and I had, I was all worked up and hearing the stories and, you know, of, from people that actually did see cool stuff. And yeah, I, so uh, did you stay there one entire night and then you left the next day or? I did. Yeah. I, I didn't sleep very well, but it was mostly because it was really hot in the room and it's right <laughs> by the interstate. So it's kind of like so a double whammy for me. you just think that, but something was definitely That's, messing it, with it, you. I see? was scared to death. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> sleep because my teeth were chattering too much. <laughs> <laughs> like the holding pillow over your ears and rocking back and forth. Yep. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Oh man, you're you're good. You're good at this, Shannon. Damn it! <laughs> you can suss people out. I only know because I did it too. I mean, I'm like the pool is right there. <laughs> where yeah. where is Fox Hollow Farm? Uh, it's in uh, Indiana. Oh, uh, Car- Carmel, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a drive for me. Not not too bad. From here, I could probably yeah. It was beautiful property. I mean, unbelievable. Hmm. I was just um, I was blown away. I I don't know. I was creepy the first night, but then I honestly I slept like a baby the second night. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like not even gonna try to spend two nights you know, there. Co- coat it with black tar to make it creepy, but <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a place where people normally spend the night, or were you a uh, special spend the night or something? Um, Camping I think or something. At most folks would go in and just stay like super duper late and then leave. Um, but maybe it's cause I was by myself and I wasn't like with a team of people that they were just like, well, you can just sleep down downstairs. And, and I, that's where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a, a pool room and a game room and then half the wall is glass and the indoor pool is right, right there, right next to you in the basement. So, uh, that was, it was awesome. Amazing. Uh, I, I would say that, I was definitely tiptoeing with the family still there. I was trying to be so uh, polite and not, I wasn't downstairs basically going, Herb, you bastard, come out and talk into my EVP now. You know, I wasn't doing the whole ghost adventures thing. And, and not that I'm trying to say that I want to be more like them. I'm just saying that if I had the chance to do it again, I would be more forward. I would be down there just talking to myself away. Like I was a kook. And I mean, I did the EVPs and I, I took footage and a couple of people said that they, they caught some stuff and, Oh, did you hear this or that at this time mark? But I, I don't know, honestly, that it could really be anything. It was a massive house and you know, they've got all these extra pipes running down there Mm. because of the pool. 
Yeah. And on the pool filters right there. And and I'm, I try to be very level-headed with some of this stuff or sure. all of this stuff, I should say. And I mean, of course I wanted something to happen. Um, I didn't want to see half of a man, you know, in the, the whole story with the red shirt and he had no legs. And I mean, Joe was the guy that lived uh, above the garage for a time. They had a whole little separate kitchen and everything. And he had horrifying things happen to him. And, you know, I've said that a lot. I'm like, I always complain nothing ever happens. But I'll tell you what, when I go to bed and the lights go out, I'm like, I'm good. I don't really <laughs> want you to come visit me, okay? Because I was just kidding. Right. I mean, people like sleep. I love to sleep. If I don't get seven, eight hours, I am a grumpy a-hole. So oh, man. It's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you talk about it all day. You read about it all day. You live it. You breathe it. And even at work, you know, I'm talking to people and most people actually have the nickname Shannibal at work like Hannibal Lecter because and that was even before they knew I had a show so I'm like I obviously wear this little freak patch on my shoulder like no problem so yeah Shannibal over here well the fact that you constantly eat fava beans doesn't help either I'm sure no it really doesn't you know I do a little accidentally happens sometimes yeah I mean like what do you must make your lip down there Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just getting the extra fava beans off sorry that's right well I, and that's the, i think that's a good segue for us to to talk about this because so for so many of us me included uh the this stuff it's compelling to learn about and, and look into but there's never been anything we could describe as paranormal that has happened to us but that's not necessarily the case for you right so can you can you tell us about your uh, first experience with the world of weirdity? Absolutely, the world of weirdity. I like that. That's a <laughs> you got to coin that one. Hashtag that today. That's, that's my next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're gonna take on another one. I yeah. love this. <laughs> I you're said like, it, Screw it. <laughs> as soon as it was out of my mouth, I was like, horrible idea. <laughs> your Ooh. listeners are like, yes, David, do right. it. You're you're in for it now. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't get out one podcast, you know, on time. <laughs> <laughs> World of weirdity. I like that. Got to come up with the logo now, David. Oh, my gosh. That's my yeah, favorite so, part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know people. We can get you a logo by tomorrow. <laughs> so, for me, I came from uh, the mom and dad were divorced when I was around nine. And... Uh, my dad got property up in Duck Creek, Utah, which is about, now it's about a three and a half hour drive, but then I think it was closer to like four and a half hours, mm -hmm. uh, added lanes and such. And now it's a little quicker, but we would go out there for a huge portion of the summer and even on long weekends. And it was the summertime and I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Um, and I don't mind, everybody knows my age. That was probably like 1992. So there you go. Okay. Um, and when we were up there, we wouldn't ever really go in the wintertime. It was in the summer. So we'd take the four wheelers up there. We'd go fishing and hiking and do all that fun stuff that you do in the woods. Right. And I would say though, that for me and my brother and my stepbrother, because my dad was remarried at this time, we would go four wheeling. I would say, I don't know. 60 to 70 percent of each and every day is our most fun thing to do every single day yeah four-wheelers man yeah um the way that where my my dad's cabin was situated it was set up it was all dirt roads 
but it was a nice big like grid pattern with some curves and such, but it was impossible to, to get lost and you always ended up where you needed to be no matter which way you turned. So on this particular day, it was somewhere between 11 and one o'clock. So it was a bright sunny day and like usual, here we go out on the fourlers again. And I was, uh, I was taking up the rear and my brother was in front of me and my stepbrother was in front of him. And for some reason, and I wasn't supposed to do this, I didn't have my helmet on. My dad must have been down in town or something and I was being dumb and I didn't <laughs> feel like wearing my helmet. So uh, we're hauling ass down one of these roads and I was again in taking up the rear and there was so much dust being kicked up by my brothers that I hung back quite a bit because I'm like, well, that was... Another good reason to wear your helmet, kids, is there's not dust in your eyeballs, and it's good to see where you're going. It's true. No no bugs to eat. Yeah. Yeah, you're not pulling the, oh, I'm not really that hungry. I say a big June bug on the right. way up, you know? And so I'm hanging way, way back. Again, moving pretty quicker. I couldn't really guess on a miles per hour. It's even tougher on a four-wheeler to guess sure. that. But I was going pretty damn fast. We knew our way around these roads, and it was, it was dead. There's not a lot of traffic or anything, so... Driving along, and I look to my right, and in the woods is four humanoid, human-looking figures, and they're running alongside me, and they're probably, and you were talking about how people are bad at judging, you know, distance and heights, and I can be very bad at that, and it it was a long time ago, but I could guess it was probably around 30 to 40 feet tops away from me in the woods, and they are keeping pace with me. I noticed that right off the bat. And then the second thing I noticed is they were they were the deepest, darkest black. And then they were still darker than that somehow. It was kind of like the light of the bright, sunshiny day was just complete. They were not touched by any of it. It's like taking the, the blackest moon, moonless night and no stars. And then they were just like devoid of light and like they were just repelling it. Uh, and they had no definition. There was no like, oh, there's that one's hand and a nose and a, a, nothing. Um, it was like some, like a big black leotard was draped over all four of them. Mm -hmm. They were around six feet tall. They were pretty tall. And when I look back now, I think it's so funny because I knew instantly they were not from here. Like, I mean, really not from here. Uh, they were, they were wrong. They shouldn't have been there. They were moving their arms and legs, though, as if they needed to. And I, when I look back, like I said, now I'm kind of going, like, you guys even needed to do that. Please, you're not fooling anybody. Mm. They never interacted with me. Uh, they never looked over. Not that I think I would have seen a face had they done that. But I know that I probably would have had a different experience if they had interacted with me at all. I just think I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. You know, it was just mm. this blip on the radar. It was a pretty long blip. I mean, if you count 1001, 1002, 1003, it was about a five count. And then, okay. of course, I'm hauling ass in my four-wheeler, so I had to check my path in front of me. I looked right back, and they're just gone. Mm. And I don't remember them actually physically passing through trees, but all I can say is they were just running as if the trees weren't there, and there was certainly plenty of them because up, on especially the hill from Duck Creek, Utah, you have aspen trees everywhere. Those nice, tall, mm -hmm. uh, knobby trees that the brush doesn't, or the leaves don't actually start till 
I mean, sometimes 10 or more feet up. Right. But these were all bigger trees and they'd been there a long time. And these four homies didn't really give a crap about the trees and they didn't, thankfully they didn't give a crap about me. Um, but they were keeping pace with me. Creepy number one, creepy number two is they were so, so completely black. It's hard to even describe. And I kind of flagged my brothers down. I, I zoomed up to them and it took me a moment to go, well, that was some really screwed up stuff. And I want to go back to the cabin. Hmm. And my dad got back from town and I told him what I saw. And he's he's ex-military uh, on the medical side. But he goes, oh, they do military exercises up here all the time. They were just, that was just like doing special forces training. I'm like, dad, no, that's not, no, it's not what I saw. That's not at all what's going on here. No, no, it's just military. You're fine. Well, I didn't go riding for like two, three days. So everybody's kind of like, what in the hell is wrong with Shannon? You know, and I told him what I saw, but it was kind of. It just kind of brushed into the rug a little mm -hmm. bit, uh, but of course I never forgot it, and that changed my whole view on everything, on everything that I thought was just right around the, you know, right through the trees, right on the other side. I, I really do think that, and I know it's not so funny anymore because scientists now, uh, it's so funny when they say scientists say it, you're like, well, automatic, boop, there it is, <laughs> in your face. Um, but, you know, they say there are other dimensions, and I really do think that there was just that little glitch in the matrix and I wasn't supposed to see that but I did and mm. uh, it it changed everything for me but I have not seen anything close to that since mm. so you're leaning towards um it was a dimensional slip kind of thing yeah if I had to you know if I had a gun to my head and somebody said you got to label that that's what I feel like it was I really just feel like it was I don't know, some kind of a weird glitch. And they were, I mean, they certainly weren't interacting with the trees or anything. And I just, yeah. oh, they were just out for a nice little run after their CrossFit sec you know, session on their planet or something. I don't know. They're just, <laughs> you see all those bulls running on the roads. You know, I have to poke a little bit. But shadow fit. Shadow, shadow fit. <laughs> That's amazing. They weren't overweight, David. Yeah, that's so right. They weren't, they, you don't weigh a thing. <laughs> You don't have to worry about the scales. Like, well, I weigh zero, but I'm really going for that negative five by uh <laughs> by next summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's wow. Yeah, it, it's 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 creepy, and like, how do you even how do you even start to to wrap your head around it? So, like, in that area, um, is there any? history of anything like that or weird stuff ghosts you know paranormal native american anything like that do you know i found very little and you know it's the same question that i ask my guests and it's kind of one of those things where everyone's like well yeah there's some stuff but it's kind of like you know there's stuff that's gone on on probably every piece of land across the country at some point yeah. that, and i'm like yeah that's that is true and that's usually a question that i bring up with haunted houses right you're like well the house okay what about the land okay mm -hmm. what about the the wash behind the house the, the holler they call it right, right. The but i couldn't find anything specific uh, especially in regards to shadow people but i mean a lot of the names up there are are native american names and I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of those guys, but yeah. they're, they're certainly still stuck in my head like a, 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 a replay. 
I huh. think about them every few days, that's for sure. So were you interested in things like that and the things you talk about today? Were you interested in stuff like that before you saw them or did that kind of kick it off? I was a little bit, uh, much like, you know, you said like this, the scary stories and stuff like that, that we all, all kind of read and come across. Like I still have my original scary stories and more scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody loves those books, right? Um, but it was not really to where I was looking into anything or going out of my way to read yeah. something that was spooky. So I don't know. I just, I wish I had a, a better answer and I would give damn near anything to just know what that was and yeah. why did I see it? You know, why, why me? I think that's a, something I've heard from people on my show. It's kind of like, I just don't know why I saw it. Yeah. Well, you know, if it was, if it did happen to be some kind of uh, slip, then it wouldn't necessarily be a connection to you or something. It would just, you know, be like right place, right time kind of thing. Right. Could, could right. be that too. But then after that, um, I mean, obviously it, it shook you up a little bit, but is that what, what made you kind of be like, is there more stuff out there like this? Did you, you know, seek out people's, uh, other people who had similar experiences or anything like that? I did, as far as I could, being that young still. Uh, I actually, in my, and I have it some, I one of the boxes that's uh, shoved under the stairs, I have this old binder that's got some of my neighbors had handwritten and it's all different handwriting. I should dig that out. It's pretty cool to see, but their own little experiences that they've come across. And I was always that person that was like, Oh, you know, I see anything weird, anything weird stuff around here. Or, <laughs> and that definitely kicked it off for me to where I was just obsessed with finding other people. I guess uh, maybe a lot of it is selfish. So, you know, you're just trying not to be alone and yeah. you want, to know that there's other people out there that have seen something really weird that they can't explain. Right. I mean, there's there's comfort in that, at least, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You're like, well, I feel kind of kooky still, but... But at least I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm, there's other kooks here with this kook. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> uh, so, um, besides that, then, anything else... Uh, it, that that's happened to you or that, um, you know, you, you would attribute in that same realm? Yeah, I'd say the closest thing, uh, and this is the thing that I saw out at the Brown property when we were out there for the Sasquattle. Uh, I saw something with five other people that, <laughs> as, a, as a Bigfoot researcher, at least from my standpoint, not that I'm making fun of anyone that thinks this, but from my standpoint... I didn't want to see a light while I was out for Bigfootery. Uh, you know, you get the stories of the people that like, oh, I was out for Bigfoot and I saw a light dancing in the woods and then it disappeared. Mm. Well, guess what? That happened to me. And I didn't want it to happen to me because I, I want them to be very separate because <laughs> if Bigfoot's anything else, then we're never going to find. Yeah. We're never going to find out. Yeah. Period. Uh, even if they have some kind of weird camouflaging thing like a cuttlefish, we're screwed because we're never going to find them. So uh, we're out there at the Brown property, very active area. Uh, John and Sarah Brown have been on many shows. I'm sure that you can still go back and listen to their episode on both Sasquatch Chronicles and when I did show notes, which was the supplement show um, uh, when I uh, near the end there when I was still with Sascron. 
and Wes and I went out there and on the very first night, uh, Sarah stayed behind with the kids. So it was, uh, myself, Wes, Wes's girlfriend, Kirk Brandenburg and John Brown. And Sarah had told us earlier in the day, like, don't go to the barn. Like, there's no reason to go to the barn. That's their spot. That's their place. You don't screw with it. Well, guess what we did? We went to the barn, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go. So by this time, it's like three in the morning. We had already, like, traipsed through the valley, and we're looking at stuff. And he's showing us around where they had already seen some of these Sasquatl. And it starts to pour uh, this is like October, so it's not warm mm-hmm. in Washington State at this point in time, and it starts to pour, and it's getting cold, and we're like, well, no better time to go to the barn. Now, the barn is slightly dilapidated, and most of the roof is intact, but a lot of the walls were not, so it was kind of like the situation where most of the two-by-fours that's holding the wall together are pushed out. Yeah. Uh, so we're all in the barn, and to get to the barn, you walk by a couple little supplemental buildings. And those are far more intact. They were like covered in metal siding and this and that. Anyhow, we're in there sheltered from the storm and just waiting it out. And we're kind of near the back of the barn and in the front, it's mostly open and you can see the woods beyond. And we're like, oh, well, look at that. There's a light over there. Look at this idiot out in the rain. It's freezing cold. Look at this drunk a-hole. You know, we're like, it's just funny. So we walk towards the front of the barn to scope out this person that's running in the woods in um, October 3 a.m., freezing cold, getting rained on. And it's almost like it noticed us noticing it, and it just dives to the ground, and it's gone. Now, Kirk has got, like, this five or $6,000 FLIR thermal, and he's, like, within seconds. Like, that thing's, like, up in his eye. He's climbing over one of the two-by-fours to go and see where the hell this person went. What is this nutcase doing? And then we all file out through the door and go around, and Kirk's like, I got nothing. We're, what is going on here? I got nothing. There's no person there. And we're hollering like, hey, out there, you all right? Nothing. And within moments, we're dealing with this light situation. Something decides that it's going to hit one of the supplement supplemental buildings, the smaller buildings with the metal siding mm. three times. Super, it's astonishingly loud. I mean, like, bam, bam, bam. Of course, we're like, what the hell is going on? We're under attack, you know? And we decide not to go back into the barn and get cornered in there because we don't know what's going on. Right. We, we leave. We go out the way we came, and, and we're still trying to figure out what this light was. Kirk's still doing the therm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We thermed over where the building was. We, I mean, I think Wes and I even walked around that building. Uh, and we just couldn't see anything. There was no person. There was no Sasquatl. Not that I was really ex- expecting, you know, them to hang around. If that's right. what it is. And in this light, this damn light, which none of us were super happy to see. Even John Brown was like, wait, that really didn't just happen, did it? And this is not one of those stories with the lights and the <laughs> Bigfoot. Come on. Um, and uh, again, I, I have no idea. I don't know what hit the building. I don't know what the light was. That's, you know, it's like all I got is yeah. just what I saw. But at least in that specific instance, it was like, okay, I'm not by myself. Everybody saw the light. We went to look at the light and that's when it reacted the way it did. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what it was, but it was just very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What kind of, um, 
area is that in? Is it is it uh, very rural or is it uh, residential or? Yeah, and and that's the thing it, to where you kind of go. Well, it's not impossible, you know that it, that it was uh, wasn't a person, but it, because there there was other houses around there, and it, it was rural, but you know it's they still had neighbors basically. Yeah, yeah. But if they're not seeing anything on a thermal camera, then that was the that kicker too. because yeah. and I I had been playing with that Fleer the whole time, and I'm like, this thing is really bad to the bone. I mean, that puppy was. Ex- Expensive, <laughs> and for it not to pick up anything at all, especially when we quickly tried to get to that other angle, it, we didn't. We couldn't walk right over to it because there was a massive ravine there, like a holler. They call it in the south, right? Sure. A holler. Oh yeah, I love that. I'm oh, from Kentucky. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's dude, like dude, you guys have fantastic hollers there. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a holler, so. Love. <laughs> <laughs> David, you are the big. I, I am a holler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we couldn't run right over there i'm sure that we would have if we had the chance but with the ravine there we couldn't we had to kind of backtrack the this quote-unquote long way it didn't take us very long to get to another angle to where we should have seen a, a person and there was just nothing so it was very strange hmm. but it was kind of one of those things were like wow great so now this just happened like we're out here for Bigfoot and we see a freaking light, you know, we're going, Oh my God. What, what? kind of, what kind of a light was it? Was it like a, a, like a glowing orb type thing? It was, yeah, it was, I didn't get the sense of a, a shape. It was okay. more, it, I, it really did look like a headlamp, uh, the way it was, uh, shining though. I will say that it looked more blue to me, but if you ask Wes, I remember he said it looked more white. Mm. Whereas Kirk said it looked a little more yellow. Like I remember all of us kind of had a different opinion on, on the color, but that, that could just be, that could be anything that sure. may not mean anything at all. Just a, an angle or, you know, somebody's eyeballs are different. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it was just strange. That and it, it cast a, a beam or, or kind of lit up the area or both. No, it was kind of, it, no, it actually, it, it wasn't bright enough for that. Uh, there was no beam, even though it was, raining pretty heavily mm-hmm. uh which is you know that's a good point there I, you would think there would be some kind of a something with there being sheets of rain kind of trying to come down at you but it, it was i'm trying to think of like a, a, when a diamond you know they're trying to kind of accentuate how a diamond shines and there's kind of points of light coming off at you mm. know every direction that's the sense that i got from it I, see. I don't think anybody else said it was oh it was a complete orb or a circle yeah yeah um it, it just we just really thought like well, look at this poor schmuck out here drunk at 3 a.m getting rained on and then mm. it just was like all of a sudden a very strange situation and went to the ground yeah the second we all all of us walked up to that front of that barn and we were kind of like peeking out over the two by fours that were right in front of us. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? Boop, right down to the ground. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the hell that was, but yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to, just trying to picture it, you know, in my head and yeah. Uh, 3am too. I mean, that's right. Be a, oh, a weird time to be out in the cold rain to just to it mess with people. Crappy night, dude. It, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, I, unless he had like a, a, a wet blanket, like to roll up under, like at the perfect spot. But I, I yeah. mean, we weren't even supposed to be over there. It was kind of weird, you know. You're kind of going, well, yeah, there are ways to evade thermal, sure, 
but um, <laughs> it would all have to go perfectly. And they would have to know that you had a thermal camera so that they could prepare for yes. it. <laughs> yes. Mm. It's yeah. all, you're all just going, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> That's right. Oh, what the hell, but that, yeah. Hmm. Wild. Any others? Are those the two main ones that you that you've had or anything else that you... There was a cool experience in Salt Fork, and I can go through it pretty quickly. Um, we were out there at the primitive campsite, and a guy was setting up his campsite within earshot of ours. And I got my nose to the ground. I'm looking at stuff, and he comes over, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm Robert, and oh, what, what you doing over here? You see something weird? And I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, looking for stuff. You know, you don't just go be, oh, uh, Bigfoot, of course. I'm out right. here for Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm normal. Camp near me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Hello, fellow humans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except that's a, maybe a really good way to get your campsite, like, totally by yourself. <laughs> Say you're out there for Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm hunting Bigfoot. I have my AK in the car right there. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, right. It'd be, it would be people, yeah. <laughs> people be like, oh, look, I, I got a little, little uh, scat over here. You could use that for your show, right? <laughs> That's what, that's what we get all the time. There's a huge pile of scat over there. You see this thing? Who's got yeah. the Great Dane? Like, but you could use that for your show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, let's make it far less peoply. Let's talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy comes over. And I'm like, oh, I'm just poking around, just looking around. And I go, well, what are you out here for? Because I saw that he didn't have a tent. I could see that he was, like, sleeping in the back of his van. And mm. it was, like, chock full of crap. Like, oh. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And he goes, I'm out here studying animal migration. And I go, are you here for Bigfoot? And he goes, yeah, Bigfoot. <laughs> so excited. I'm like, what are the chances? All right, let's do this. So come to find out, he had uh, an astonishing sighting only months before that scared the crap out of the woman that he was camping with, but it turned into an obsession for him. And this is one of those ones where you hear his story and what he has to go through to get to Salt Fork is like a five hour drive. He didn't have a lot of money and the dude comes out there almost every other weekend. And then when he has longer breaks, he actually takes breaks and vacations from work just to come out there for Sasquatch. So kind of mm. to me, I'm going, you can't tell me that guy didn't see something that changed his life. I mean, sure. you're not going to go to some primitive, I mean, it's the primitive campground, which means there's no electricity to it. That's the point. There's bathrooms, but those are down the road a little, but there's no, um, there's no electricity to this thing. So it's not like this dude's like, oh, I love coming out here every other weekend and spending, you know, five hours on the road and my gas money for no effing reason. So yeah, yeah. It gets dark that night, and we go, it's pretty much right behind our campsite, is the service room. And he's like, okay, here's where they were. They were tree peeking, and he was within 15 feet of these things. I could see why the woman's like, I need a diaper right now, because <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> um, and we're down the service road. We're out there for like, I think it was at least a couple of hours, and just listening, being super quiet, and... He would do a couple whistles and we got nothing and he pulls out and this is so finding Bigfoot-esque. I loved it. I was kind of giggling. I was like, Robert, really? Are you He's like, no, let's, let's try this. So he took a glow stick and cracked it and he tied a string to it. He's like, we're going to wear this thing around, you know, real like crocodile Dundee, you know, <laughs> calling, calling the natives over. <laughs> so we <t> <laughs> taping the water buffalo. 
Right. You're like, what are we calling in here, Robert? I mean, come on. Where are we at right now? The bats are swooping out. Um, so we take turns whirring this thing around. It's making a great little noise, right? And we would take breaks and listen. And it wasn't super loud to where you couldn't hear anything over it, but we were just trying to see what would come in. Well, <laughs> I think Robert was whirring this thing around. I'm standing just out of where I don't get whacked by it and just listening. And it's pitch black out there. And in between him stopping and going to like hand it to me, okay, your turn, something ground level whistles. And it sounds so, it's hard to impart this when I tell this story, but it was something huge and it had lips and like just even from this whistle, it was easy to tell that this, I don't know, something with big lungs. I don't know what else to say, but it was really loud and monotone and it went on for it was just a few seconds, but all I could think to do, because it really scared the crap out of me, it really did, is I was standing and I want, I just, I had the instinct to make myself smaller, mm. so I just crouched down, and I'm like looking around. I'm like, guys, what the hell is that? And then they're like kind of looking around, like, holy crap, what the hell was that? And <laughs> it was, I mean, it was so close to us. It seemed like it was probably maybe. 15 feet in this brush and that brush up there is gnarly we're talking about brambles yeah. and the, the thorns and it was dense i'm like we have been here for like two hours and didn't hear a thing come in and you know what we didn't hear anything go out and <laughs> nothing else happened. i'm oh, what the hell is that i mean i wow it's hard to impart that story with oh like oh a whistle but I'm like, I wish people could be there with me because it was so loud. And it really it was. It was like it had lips and it was like something with pursed lips and big old and, set of lungs yeah. just wanted to pop off and scare the crap out of and I'm like, well, did that. High five. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, I can't can't say Sasquatch, right? Because I didn't see it, but that was just a really cool experience. I mean, it it kind of fits the model with uh being able to kind of like pass without a trace, you know, over the the underbrush and stuff. That's yeah. often a, a thing I think, right, that that's brought up. They can, right. it's almost like they can walk through it like it's not even there. Yeah, I, I love to call them the Liam Neesons of the woods. You know, they're just so badass and they're ninjas and <laughs> I, how, how do you do that? I don't know. And And I'm sorry, but a person, I don't care what kind of down home, um, country boy you are you're not getting through those brambles without crying a few tears yeah. or making some racket i just it it wasn't a person and nobody knew we'd be back there doing that it's not like i was hollering from the tops of the trees oh we're gonna be at the primitive side hunting for sasquatch come on by yeah no i don't know i don't know what the heck that was but it scared yeah. the crap out of me it was awesome wow i love getting the <laughs> crap scared out of me. <laughs> that's part of the fun like, man like nope. yeah here you Drug off into the bush. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why am I in the primitive campground? And that's that's the only way to do it, though. Personally, I don't care for like you know where you go in and plug up to an electric outlet and stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. And that that campsite was so cool um, because there, most people don't want to not have electricity. I guess. I mean, me, I don't want to be on my phone and all that other right, stuff. Yeah, camping so. That's, you know, why we were there because that, and I will say 
it is called Bigfoot Ridge. <laughs> that's the part of Salt Fork that's called Bigfoot Ridge because of all the sightings. So, and I'll take that as as you will. Well, um, yeah. Maybe it, that brings in more crazies. I'm sure it does. I'm not saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I really don't think that that was a person. If it, it was like the most messed up bird I've ever heard, if that was a, a bird. But I'm like, well, birds don't generally have lips. You know, like certainly <laughs> right. everybody, but the lip is a sphincter muscle and that birds don't have that. So I don't know. I don't know what that was. Yeah. It's hard, hard for a bird to get a, a, a nice sloppy wet bellows <laughs> sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, unless there's like a raptor over there or something. I don't know. Oh man. Clever girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're being tinted. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what, uh, and and I told you this before we started uh, recording, but um, I'm going to be heading out to your neck of the woods, so we're going to have to try to find some kind of trouble to get into and and get skirt and all that good stuff yes. uh, while I'm out there. But uh, it's been a, a ton of fun to talk to you, and I don't want to keep you forever, but that just means that you know, since we could probably talk about this stuff forever, uh, you could always uh, come back and and do another one sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you finally, you know, when you, you tap into what really happened at Limp Mansion, I think you're just, you know, you're blocking it out. All that, that trauma, you're welcome on the show anytime. We gotta, we gotta have you on. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna have to go through some hypnotic regression and. <laughs> Ooh, let's do it live on the show. I'm, I'm for it. I, I'm for that stuff. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the most terrifying thing? I think I would rather just be knocked out and never wake up because I think being hypnotized and have someone screw with you while you're hypnotized and just ask you random stuff and you're just divulging your <laughs> deepest, darkest secret. That's horrifying. That is pretty. Yeah, that is pretty Isn't messed it? up. That is. Oh. I, I did a I did a past life regression once years ago. And, you know, I, I, I mean, going into it, I was I was open minded. I was like, hopefully this works, you know, and, and I get something right. out of this. But like after the experience, it was it was a kind of a, an emotional experience. But I don't know if that's, you know, what I was uh, uh, talking about or, or what I was experiencing or whatever. But uh, at the same time, it was almost like a waking dream where it was weird stuff, like parts of a dream where you're in one place doing something and then you know, suddenly you're in another place and, and doing stuff, but like, it was a very clear story and like, you know, uh, characters wow. and things like that. And, and I don't know, like, I'm not convinced that I didn't just make it up like, like I would in a dream or something, you know, and, but I was right. still like awake enough to talk to the person guiding me and stuff, but it's still like, you know, it was kind of weird, but yeah, I'm, I'd be totally up for, <laughs> for doing fun stuff on, on air. That that is so cool. You did that. What made you want to have that regression? I it was kind of one of those things where I don't think I had started doing this show yet, but I think it was around the time that I was getting into watching the shows and listening to the podcasts that talked about it. Uh, that would you know eventually spark my interest in doing a show, and I thought, oh, there's somebody that's like nearby like a, a west suburb from the city or something i could just you know take a train out to try it out see how it is maybe get something off my mind that i don't even know that's you know <laughs> weighing right. me down or something like it was kind of like a mini therapy session in a way but i just went into it open-minded and being like you know let's see what happens so that was a thing <laughs> 
That's awesome, though. That's cool that you did that. Uh, I I just find those stories fascinating. Like the kids that, I mean, we're talking about like two or three year old kids that barely even watch TV, and they're telling their parents this story that the parents can actually verify. Yeah. You know, like oh, I was a Civil War such and such, and my name is such and such, and I here was my camp, and the parents are like, what the right? What? Yeah, freaky for the parents for one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love those stories. Yeah, I one day I want to do an episode on on that, like past lives, and especially like the stuff that kids come up with, because that's the creepiest stuff. Where they're like, "Oh yeah, but Baba says you shouldn't do this because you know," <laughs> and it's like, "Wait, wh- right. who's Baba?" And and then it's like they look back and there's this family tree of like Indian people, like you know, on the Indian subcontinent where. <laughs> It's right, like, and Baba wasn't even it, the actual name. It was like the given name, yeah. like that's a spirit animal or something. And, but it's verifiable, <laughs> and you're going, "Oh my, okay yeah. then." Yeah, and like ah. those squiggles are actually Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I was listening to uh, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and he had a woman on talking about some of this stuff, and I found it very comforting because she was saying, well, uh, reincarnation isn't quite what people think because some people think you come back as other things uh, like animals or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you, she's like, you know, you come back as another person. And I'm kind of thinking that is such a relief because who wants (laughs) to come back as a dung beetle or something? I mean, if you really screw up and you're just like, well, I mean, I mean, in a way you kind of hope that's true because of karma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want some of these a-holes out here to get some of that, but that's true. Like I know what's coming for you, little roly poly. Have fun. <laughs> that's right. Uh, some uh, enjoy Africa. Yeah, get you some of that leftover lions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and, and I'll I'll come back as like a, a cat, but just like an alley cat, not even like a, a pampered house cat. <laughs> Just hanging out, trying to not get my ears bitten off. The alley cat, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, with the haggard one ear, all torn up, and yeah. just yeah. all kinds of burrs stuck to you all the time. <laughs> Stinking. You have like the homeless guy taking care of you. <laughs> it might actually not be bad, you know, because well, usually the the homeless guys are, you know, they're they're making sure their animals are pretty taken care of. I'd say. So. We got those downtown. We got those guys. So, I yeah, I want to see what your your listeners think. Oh, as far as if we should go to the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum, well, when you come to town, I think it's totally worth it. Uh, I, you know, we won't go into the whole story, but something did happen when I went there. Not to me personally, but I got to witness it, which was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I want to see what your listeners think as far as an activity. Absolutely. I mean, I to to not to be blunt, I don't care what they think. I'm going. <laughs> 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 but, I love you. You're just like you're just like, you know what? It's my show. I don't really crap what you Send in the emails. Here's my email address. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So I can read them and obsess over all the negative ones. I was t- I was telling somebody the other day, I was like I was like, Yeah, if you don't like negative comments, just don't put any of your crap on YouTube because it's like a whole oh, nother world right? over there. Oh, what a what a swamp land. You know how the, everyone says Dogman is just angry all the time. I'm like, well then he's the equivalent of social media and YouTube. That's yeah, huh. that's Dogman yeah. equals YouTube. He he, he, just, he just hangs out online and trolls everybody all, all day long. Yeah, he's he's definitely a troll. <laughs> and obviously with popping joints. Easy to get the Geritol. Osteobiflex, just saying. Because well, he sits in a chair in front of the computer all day, yeah. doesn't get up. 
Sounds like us, right? All these damn podcasters. <laughs> I'm just I'm basically describing myself. Yeah. That's uh, I'm in the same boat, dude. Believe me. <laughs> I'm like I'm sitting here with the you know, the pain patches on the shoulders because oh. you're immediately rotated, you oh, know, man. with your hands out front on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I I've I slouch too much, so my lower back mm-hmm. is like ready to give out any any moment. Just any, need any given moment. <laughs> well, well in uh Back to the Future. When the grandpa's like upside down, but he's got like I neck. threw my back out again. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like he's got great posture because that doohickey is holding him oh, yeah. from his lumbar spine up to the cervical. So he's he's straight. <laughs> That's what we need. We do. We also need the the pizza that uh will de- will will hydrate in five seconds and we I mean we're we're working on it. We got the we got the screens with the with the calling and well, yeah, we've got the Skype, which isn't saying much, <laughs> but for now it's worked out okay. It's been yeah. really good today. Thank you so much, Skype. That's true. That's true. It's uh, it's odd that it's been this good, but um, I'd, I'd rather have a flying car before I, uh, uh, a spine aligning floating <laughs> disc. <laughs> no, I'll take the rehydrated food. That would be That's true. Great. That's good compromise. But right in the quote-unquote studio, right at comes right out of the ceiling and you're like who wants fruit get that crap out of here give me the chicken wing pizza (laughs) (laughs) who wants a fruit tray come on (laughs) well this has been a ton of fun shannon i really appreciate you coming on why don't you tell us where to find your show and anything else you'd like folks to know well thank you sir yeah it's uh, into the fray radio.com and, uh, of course you can find me on uh, all the usual suspect sites uh, facebook Twitter, Instagram, and of course, dreaded uh, YouTube, as we were just talking about. So you can search into the fray and and find it there. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, David. This was a blast. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I'm, I'm really glad for the opportunity. Thanks again for talking to me, Shannon. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks again, David. My thanks once again to Shannon for a great interview. I'd like to thank Eric and Slasher Sanitarium for slinging me some coffees on coffee.com slash blurry photos. That's K-O-F-I. I really appreciate that, you guys. Shout out to Angel, who has the mundane superpower, the ability to come up with the perfect comeback, but only 24 hours later. I think you and I could make a team on that one. A couple of folks have asked about dogmen and or werewolves for an episode. I would like to put one together, so I'm going to see if I can shoot for one in Photober. And I'd like to share a question from listener Deathstruction. Deathstruction says, hey, Flora, hey. What's a situation where you think aliens could be the possible answer? Just curious, it seems like you're more likely to accept Sandhill Crane than aliens as a possible answer. I think it's a great question. Um, I would be willing to accept them for a number of things. Uh, the reason I don't, usually, is situationally unique. But nine times out of ten, there's some kind of confirmation bias, or pareidolia, or scientific phenomenon at play that people ignore because they want aliens to be the explanation. Here's an example for you. There's a a conspiracy floating around that after Roswell, the world experienced a tech boom, basically from the reverse engineering of alien tech from the crash. Now, I, I think it's worth looking into, and if you can prove that in 1947 we were still early stages with jet aircraft and rockets, then suddenly in 1950 we had supersonic aircraft and microprocessor computers, or at least a device capable of debugging legacy computer programs in the year 2036, then I would take it very seriously. In that example, uh, I believe you can chart 
technological advances in a very mathematically predictable, or at least mathematically cogent, timeline, along with precursors. That is to say, I, I think that technology has been on a rapid increase, but it it follows a, <laughs> a pattern that we have seen and that I think can can be mathematically shown on a graph, if that makes sense. So if it seems like I dismiss aliens or any paranormal phenomena, it's not that I think it's all baloney. It's that I believe in the most rational explanation. And more often than not, there is a rational explanation. But again, it's situational. And if a gray alien suddenly materialized, smacked me in the face and dematerialized, leaving semi-burnt footprints on the carpet, I'm going to say that aliens rationally exist and are dicks. I would also want to get tested for hallucinations, but yeah, all the evidence there would point to knob-gobbling aliens. But thank you for your question, I appreciate it. If anybody's looking for that creepy EVP, which I've gotten requests for, uh, the one that we didn't play on the EVP episode, check the archive page on blurryphotos.org for a link to it next to the EVP episode link. It doesn't really stand the test of time. I'm slowly getting listener stories in, and they look great so far, so if you have one, send it through the contact page or Blurry Photos Facebook page messenger so we can get a good episode collected. Like the Facebook page, I'm almost to 2,500, a quarter tin thildo, a hay five thildo, if you will. Let's push that real good, salt and pepper. Follow on Twitter, blurry underscore photos, Instagram and YouTube, blurry photos podcast, and please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you can't think of anything to say, just write, hate misbehaving. And I think that'll about do it for this episode of Blurry Photos. I have been into the Fravid Floradio. Till next time. <laughs>